0: This quarantine and your loss of job has changed you. You're, you are bearded. Uh, You're obviously (laughs) drunk.
1: (laughs) I can see Uh, (laughs) cocaine coming uh, out of your nose. What happened
0: to you, man?
1: What happened? That's what I've been asking. Um, Here's, uh, here's. It's funny because, like, yes, loss of job, but like I've just been doing. Lawn work, because that's considered essential here. Apparently, it is. Come uh, come mow my lawn. Which is like no, nope, uh, but it it's like it's odd that it's because like I get why it's considered essential for like the cities. You know, they're like, oh, we don't want it overgrown, and like that can affect like sidewalks and roads and blah blah blah. I understand that, but why is it a like why why is it essential for like me who only does like rich people's yard. Oh.
0: Well, the rich the rich are the most essential population that we have.
1: Mm, mhm. Mhm. All
0: right. Well, this is hold on before You're I move right. on, I got to explain why I was so late cuz this this, shit was, <laughs> this shit was hilarious. Uh people may remember Adam Short. He was uh on the the show like dozens of episodes back about the legal weed. Anyway, so I'm sitting on my couch uh and i texted you I was like hey let's go and then i get a knock on the door <laughs> and my wife answers it. she's like it's adam and he's not wearing any shoes you know like and this oh, is God. quarantine so like ain't nobody coming around and right. uh, i was like adam what's up dude and he was like uh i ordered waiter and locked myself out of my house and uh, <laughs> so i was like wait did you walk here man and he was like yeah with no shoes, and he has—he's dude—he's like six one. He's got dreadlocks. And <laughs> he's wearing a high visibility T-shirt because he works construction, and he has no fucking shoes. And he just walked like three miles to get to my house. And it's his birthday. Jeez. Today is his birthday, so we ordered waiter for like a nice treat. Happy and birthday! That shit made me laugh so hard. I was like, Adam, what are Buddy, you doing with your life, man?
1: What happened? That is funny, man. That is really funny
0: so what the hell, man what's what's life like uh oh, I guess yeah, this is uh Kinzie that'll be your introduction. thanks for that <laughs> <Yeah>. uh <if laughs> he, he used to be he used to be a man of the cloth, and then the church deemed him um <laughs> mentally unfit <laughs>
1: um, and uh that's what I've been for the a year now uh yeah. Just over a year now. Um, no, man, I've, uh, man, what has happened in my life? Well, right now during quarantine, uh, we've actually, this is gonna, we've been staying, like, we've been, like, hanging out with, uh, which is, like, very specific. Uh, we don't, like, hang out with a bunch of people because of rules, but um, we've been with, like, my wife's parents a lot and so like we're they're the only people we see and we're the only people they see so that has given like some sense of like not just like only being with you know like only being with not that my wife is awesome but like only being with like one person and it's just it's like oh yeah like we have like a little bit of like we talk to people and we see other people than just the two of us and like there is you know we have people to like eat dinner with and things like that so that's actually really really fun um Other than that, though, I've been working, uh, mowing lawns, and uh, selling houses.
0: Wait, you sell houses?
1: Yeah, dude, I'm a real estate agent.
0: So do you, I feel like there's some kind of like, like, um, that sounds like a weird illegal monopoly that you're a lawn guy and you sell houses, like somehow you can like (laughs) rig the system or something. There's a stand up bit for you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I also, right before this quarantine happened, I started getting like shows to do stand Yeah, back. that was the other <laughs> thing. It
0: was funny. You were like, hey, I'm, I made it, dude. Like, I'm a stand up comedian. And then God was like, hate. psych, you thought. <laughs>
1: Just kidding. I Just hated kidding. your set.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, I thought I taught you a lesson with the whole preaching thing. But, right. Like, He's like, not, don't be on
1: stage. You're not going to be on stage. Uh,. Yeah, so that sucked. Like, right when, like, I kind of, like, started, like... I did, like, one show, and it went really well. And then more of, like of, like, the KC scene was like, oh, that was really good. And so then I started talking to more people about, like, other shows and stuff. And then it was like, don't talk to people ever. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, that um, is...
0: Are you... By so... the way, with, with your... um? So, I don't know how much we should... I guess... Well, I guess... Okay, so... Quickly, I guess recap the the yeah 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 because I don't know I don't know how much people know or don't know or what right
1: well I know we usually if we talk about it it's usually on uh, like bonus episodes Um, but so for anyone who doesn't know I uh, grew up uh, in a small town Uh, just I don't know why I started there that also wasn't true Uh, (laughs) but uh, no uh, I grew up my dad's a pastor I grew up wanting to be a pastor in high school. I was like, I'm going to do it. I went to college to become a pastor. I studied biblical and theological studies. I got a youth pastor job right out of college. Uh, and then a little bit later I became like a campus pastor and was loving it. And I was going to get licensed. Uh, and then with the him.
0: me too accusations came <laughs>
1: No, uh, what happened, thank you, uh, was I took this thing called an MMPI, well, which I'm Jed, sorry. you probably well, know keep, a little
0: bit. Sorry, uh, keep going with like where you like the heights you reached with your with your pastoral career. like
1: Right. You know, yeah. Oh, I mean, that was it. I, 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 I was a youth pastor and then I became a campus pastor uh, where I started preaching a lot more, uh, you know, Doing what I could, started kind of creating this group of people to start, uh, to kind of start a campus and to go out and less focus on like uh, less focus on like let's start this one campus and more like let's start like micro churches, which is a term that's uh, used a lot right now within like Christian communities. Um, but know, like housing, it's such a funny concept. That I went is. to I like two months ago, right before all of this happened. I went to a conference. Basically, so my wife – funny enough story, my wife still works at the church that I no longer work at. She's Ooh. been working there for, like, four years. She you worked there see. so much longer. She worked there longer than I ever did, like, before me and all that. Um, but – so I'm actually really close to the senior pastor still. He's a good friend of ours. And so he was like, why don't – he's like, why don't you come on this uh, trip with us to this conference? And, and I was like, okay, cool. So I went. And it was really cool, but like just hearing again all these people talk like very churchy words, and to hear you know things like micro micro church uh, talking about being bivocational, and then talking about how well we don't actually want to use bivocational anymore. We want to use co vocational. Uh, co vocational is like the new thing of like you don't just have to have one job, and then you do one job to support your ministry, but you are doing ministry no matter what your job is, no matter what. Like in what form you're doing your job in your job that is real life or to compared to like ministry life job. So, not
0: um, not to take away from your story, but are you wearing a fucking banjo pick on your finger?
1: Yeah, I am. Okay, <laughs>
0: um,
1: I've been learning banjo and.
0: Yeah, no, that's fine. Cool.
1: Yep, there there's a the banjo. Uh, gotcha. And uh, for because so, everyone could see that I just showed my banjo. Yep. Um, but. Uh, So, like, it was just like, oh, wow, this is a thing that I've been, like, separated from for almost a year now, and I'm listening to all of it again. Uh, But all that to be said, I kind of started doing this thing. And then, uh, for anyone who knows counseling stuff or therapy stuff, uh, I took this thing to become a licensed local pastor. And in order to become one in the denomination that I was with, uh, you have to take this thing called an MMPI. Uh, What an MMPI is... um, and Jed, do you know much about those at all?
0: Yeah, uh, masturbatory methods of perfectionism interuterine. Yeah, something like that. I, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, just the personality test, like a um, yeah, like a mental health
1: battery, It's like uh, a really hard uh, Myers Briggs. Yes, correct.
0: <laughs> right? it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's 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 for more like if I'm uh, I don't want to whatever people I can be wrong. Uh, it's for. Mm-hmm. Uh, like more like employers I believe and stuff like that yeah yeah
1: yeah well it, but even then like technically not because like you can't fire somebody or basic but it's more for like <laughs>
0: apparently but, unless surprise, you're you can. a church
1: unless you're me <laughs> um, but a lot of it comes down to like uh oh they um so I took this test and I scored and it's very funny because the terms they use obviously it is in a All the jokes aside, it is kind of this almost like very, it's like 500 questions and it is this very sterile test. And I say that because the wording they use for like if you score within the like the levels that they want you is within normal human limit. And I think that that's very funny.
0: That's what they Um, said within normal human limit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what it says. And I was like, you "How many are aliens human. are taking
0: this?" Congratulations. <laughs> like, I
1: was like, "What happens if I score outside of it?" I found out. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I took it, and inside of everything, I was within "quote unquote" normal human, human limit, except for mm-hmm. I was human, except for one thing, where it turns out I was a lizard person. Mm. Um, and it was my mania. I was I was uh, elevated in mania, and I think I even remember. Man, I think I even remember like texting you like pretty soon after that, making like, a joke about it. Yeah, because I I didn't understand like I, I'm I'm not great with like coping <laughs> with yeah. like, coping. my coping mechanisms aren't awesome. No, yeah, um, I do. It
0: was something to the effect of like, or oh, good news, guys. Like I'm hyper. Like turns out I'm hypermanic or something <laughs> like that. Like something very much like her. Yeah, this is gonna <laughs> be. There's no way this is gonna change my life.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> like i don't know what's coming uh surprise um so i like did this thing turned out i was like super like i think i scored like a 75 out of like 100 or something like that like i was i was way up there and so i took that and they basically let me know um hey like (laughs) as churches do like hey we love you but this is um like this is not going to work out because more or less what was told to me is we're nervous that you could, we're nervous that because you're, you have elevated mania that you could one day start to become manic if you are left unchecked. And I was like, well then let's not leave me unchecked. Like I just, I just said that. And they were like, yeah, no, that sounds great, but, like, no. And I was like,
0: okay. like, we're worried that one day, if your mania is left unchecked, you'll start reading Rob Bell books. And, and I was like,
1: I already have been. And they're like, oh, God, it's too oh late. God, it's, it's already <laughs> happening. Well, um, I think, like, I think of, like, one of the bigger, like, to me, and this isn't, like, to, I don't know, maybe he's changed. I don't really like him still. Uh, and I, I know either. that some of his – no, some of his theology has changed, but uh, ah, yeah. like no Driscoll, oh. like Driscoll was probably in that like manic, like uh, he became yeah. he, you know he because he just became like a monster. Yes. Well, he was basically the whole time, but really yeah. towards the end. Well,
0: that's what I was gonna ask. Did this the did this coincide with the preacher suicides? Those two well, high profile um pastor
1: suicides. No, they didn't. That was like that, I mean, no, it was no, a those, little bit. Those were after.
0: Those were, like, just
1: after. after. There was – I feel like there might have even been one before because I think it was, like, right around the same time. But I wasn't, like, thinking of it. I was, like, oh, that's really sad. And then I was, like, over it. Not not over it in the sense of, like – but, like, I was just, like, oh, that's really sad. This is painful. And then Mm -hmm. move on and I get fired. And then another one happens and I wasn't, like, thinking, like, oh, huh. Like, (laughs) this in a way relates to me. But then I think you sent me the article, like, what, two – months ago maybe three months ago that was like uh was it you sending the article I that was like you know, yeah yeah that the like pastors are the most like basically underhelped, like they're like within therapy and mental health like out if- of you know, and and that was really helpful, and it was really funny that day that came out. You sent it to me. My mom sent it to me. My mother-in-law sent yeah. it to me. My wife sent it. To me. I was because like, I, okay, I think guys, it, was, I, get
0: it. <laughs> I, I don't want to misquote it, but I th- I wanted to say that part of the part of the article was like pastors that wouldn't even name themselves because they're like, hey, look, like I could lose my job, sort of thing. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we keep it under wraps, and like that was a large part. Like, and I've been thinking more and more about that of like it. I post on Instagram <laughs> at Kinzois. Uh, <laughs> <it's> so dumb. <laughs> uh, I post on Instagram, and like people would like hit me up in my DMs or like texted me, and were like, "Yo, this is so cool!" Like other pastor friends of mine, they're like, "This is so cool that you are being this vulnerable and this real." And I was like, "Man, this doesn't like." I get I get what you mean because what they're saying is, "I wish I could." Yeah, and that is so. And that's even my friends who go to, like, progressive or, like, are a part of churches that are very – even mental health leaning and, like, want to keep you safe. Like, I'm still hearing from those people basically this, like, man, I wish I could do what you just did. Like, I wish I had that freedom. But even me, I can't really even admit that to this congregation, which is nuts.
0: Yeah, it's been really – I kind of – when you said – um two months ago you went to like a church conference and you're hearing all this church lingo again. It's like, dude, I've been, I've been like scanning, uh, different online churches and I'm just like, dude, it's, all the same everyone yeah. acts the exact same and it's this right. it's so it's become a parody of itself because it, it's literally if if i would watch it and then someone says like like and subscribe for my comedy channel i'd right. be like oh because yeah, it's, it's like hey brothers we just you know here right. at, at movement church or whatever <laughs> right. we really feel like you know getting connected is just this important they just talk like this and it's just like what the what are you what is what is this? Right. What are you well, doing? I have,
1: I have so appreciated the, my wife's church and the church that I am still a member at. And they, they, I've been watching their Sunday services and they are so not that like, which is so like he changed purposely to be like, this isn't a regular Sunday anymore. This isn't regular Sundays. We can't do regular Sundays. So this is what we're going and it's very much more like conversational, like, I'm trying to think of like the best way to put it of like kind of the videos almost like, do you know when like those same churches that you were just talking about do the like devos and they just have like the guy sitting in the chair. It's like the ultra high quality camera. And he's like, Hey, Have you just thought about this? Yes. yes, But it's that. Have you ever? (laughs) Yeah, it's that, except he doesn't do that. And it is very They always have
0: a cup of coffee and a Bible open that he's not going to read and, like, you know, something. But he touches
1: like this. He does this. Yes. You know? He's doing
0: doing the – you can't see it, but he's doing the Like the spider hand. The spider (laughs) hand, yeah, where you touch it. Like you're, like uh, he's making sure that every finger touches a different passage because, like, right. this whole page has meaning. It's not just this one part.
1: And it's like you're in Leviticus and you're talking about Luke. What's uh, happening right now, dude?
0: But yeah. no, that's but, that's so that's something my um my parents' church also uh shout out um cor- or pff, that's my old church uh Columbia Presbyterian <laughs> um yes it's very it's like it's I'm pretty sure he's just like in his room. Like, yeah. cause they're not doing video. They're just doing audio. And it just really sounds yeah. like he's just in his room. It's very much like, um, did you ever listen to Preston sprinkles podcast? Yeah. yeah. Theology in the raw. It's very much like mm-hmm. that. Like you can tell he's just like in his basement talking and it's just like, all right, cool. This is, this yeah. is very good. You haven't changed anything. It's not this, I guess that's the whole, cause it's like, I really go back and forth. Am I just being a nitpicky critiquer, but it's like, these are the things that have bothered me about like my church recently. And it's, there was something – I'm I'm not going to go into, like, any detail, but basically there was, like, something going on that wasn't talked about that I found out about, and I was like, why couldn't – why do we have to pretend, like, everything's perfect? Why do we have to do that? What are we even – what are we yeah. doing here? What's the – it's all just this. And maybe – maybe it – I don't know what to do. I don't know if I need to, like, find something else or, like – it's just all this bubble gummy surface level. It's, I find it, it's just like stuff and, I guess I don't even really believe anymore. Yeah.
1: I think like so the hard part for me is even if I disagree maybe with theological points or I just don't like the style of preaching or whatever, it's like I don't want us to pretend like we're not in a, in a situation right now.
2: Yeah. Like I
1: don't, I don't want to watch church and be like, Oh man, like I can go to a church, I can watch church stuff and I can be like, wow, this is still creating consistency without being like the loud worship and the this and all that. It's like, let's, let's be real right now and not, and pretend like there isn't 20,000 people in, in the room in front of you. And let, let pretend you're talking to a phone right now because we're in a crazy time. Like, like, and let's be okay with that. Like I can be okay with that, you know?
0: Yeah. It's, it will, I guess it'll be interesting to see what. And I'm, uh, yeah, I think I'm being, and I, I I say that as I just got like a group text message like from my past <laughs> and other people like, hey, want and wanting to do like a Zoom conference with like the with like the praise team, and it's like so it's part of me. That's what sucks is like I feel like part of me is irreversibly woken up from a certain mm-hmm. degree, yep, and I can't I don't know how to turn it off again and not just be, high, and just. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's like I don't know if I want more or if I'm not getting enough. And then – because then I'll like watch like Francis Chan and I'm just like, this dude is like, you know, even if I don't agree with – I don't know. It's like even if I don't agree with what he says, that dude just straight up left America. Did you see that? That's – Yeah. Yeah. Like I was He's so –
1: I – again, I – for all the things that maybe theologically Francis Chan and I don't agree on, I respect him so much because he did what so many – He did what truly, I believe, is like one of the most Christian things pastors could do. He went and, you know, not in the exact same way, um, not in the exact same way, but like similar is like uh, Eugene Cho at Quest Church in Seattle. He got to a point where he was like, he was like, you know what? I'm done here. Like the, he's like, this church can grow without me. This church doesn't need me. Yeah. And, and he left and now he, I mean, he's still, you know, he's, he's definitely more of academic type. So I think he's like out studying in Princeton still. Cause that's where he went to seminary and, you know, he's writing books and books like, but it's, I think he just wrote a book called like, don't be a jerk or something. It's about like how to like be on different political lines. Um, it's really interesting. Uh, but like, he he's very similar and francis chan funnily enough i remember this conversation that happened between francis chan and um eugene mark driscoll oh no and mark driscoll and mark driscoll was like yelling at francis chan he was like you're an idiot for wanting to leave like you're so stupid how could you want to leave this like how could you want to leave this the power you have how could and was like saying that and and eugene and in in uh, francis chan basically is just like that's why yeah, I don't uh, need it. Is, it, like, is that like, on
0: YouTube or anything? Can I
1: I'd have to. I'd have to look it up. But look it, it
0: up because I want to see that. Yeah, because it's just like you can just tell when someone has conviction. It's like yeah. I
1: believe that this dude is about what he's talking about. And like, like for that, I can't fault him because I'm like you're living no. out your best way, and I hope for that sure. you could. And I, I truly believe like if he were to see me doing my thing, he'd be like, "Yeah, you're doing it too. Like you're living in your best, you know, the best way to do it." Um so, but yeah, like he, no, he kills it. And I mean, it is it is so, yeah, to kind of just go back and into what you're saying of like, let's, I think for me, it's just like, I don't need to have this perfect service where it's like, oh, I feel like I'm right there in the room or like, I feel like I'm right there in my church service. It's like, I just want to feel like I'm, I'm in the room with you. I want to feel like I'm, I'm noticed. And I, and I want to feel like, like I'm I'm learning and that we're not just pretending this isn't happening. You know like and I feel like that's that's a lot of those big churches right now are kind of doing that.
0: Yeah, and it's weird. But and I so well are you uh so did you are you taking medicine? Are you Uh
1: no, so I was in therapy from December until about like 2 weeks ago because I was there's a really good um there's a really good counseling program that my wife actually graduated from last year, uh, here in Kansas city, um, through mid American Nazarene university. Um, and, uh, they have a really good counseling program and a part of it is you can get like super cheap counseling. That's like on a pay scale, but like no matter, no matter how much money, like at the, even if you're making a bunch of money, the most you ever pay is like 25 bucks a session. Oh damn. Um, so they like keep it really, really cheap. Um, and so I actually was getting counseling through one of them, uh, one of the students, like a third year student. And then I connected really well with her. And so she graduated and is going to start her own like actual, practice. um, practice. And so I was like, I'm just going to wait again until you get your practice going. And then I'll, I'll come because I, I just don't really, nothing, don't trust the people that would come but it's like i've built a relationship here already over the past few months and it's like i don't want to restart and like re-go through all the trauma i had mm-hmm. to bring up yeah you know so, um <laughs> right um i'm the best
0: counselor <laughs> I, I, just, I just i just i just doubt I just, da- I just completely uh <laughs> yeah.
1: your kid's like your yeah power. your kid's like yeah man i i just like I really wanted to do heroin again. And you're like, pfft, pfft. Lame. all right, <laughs> Lame. nerd <You> push them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that I'm not on medicine right now. I mean, there isn't like,
0: did you try medicine at all?
1: I mean, the the only thing that I can really think like, I don't have, like, I don't really have anxiety. I don't have depression. I just think that like, my big thing that I really figured out was like, I am super, I heard, do you ever listen to Pete Holmes podcast? Uh, uh, he made it weird. Yeah, I have. Yes. He had science Mike on a few weeks ago, like a month ago. Maybe we now can, we can talk about science Mike after. this. Um, yeah. Uh, but he said something really interesting, which I didn't realize when he was like, yeah, whenever I did like yoga or meditation or something like that, Like, and they would always say like, Oh, clear your mind. He thought it was, you know, he could clear his mind right away. Like that thought he could just boom and it was empty and he could focus exactly on what was happening or like he could focus in that moment. He could shut everything off. And I was like, yeah, wow. I can do that too. I've always been able to do that. I've had this ability to just like everything goes and, I can be blank and I can do, and I can focus and I can meditate and I can have these great things and whatever. And then, and I was like, yeah, okay, I can do that. And then he goes, and that's not good. And I was like, oh God, because <laughs> he was like, he's like, that's us. He's like, that's people who have trauma in their life who kind of, and it's, it's, uh, it, you know, it's kind of like a PTSD thing. I, for me, I don't know if it's a PTSD yeah, thing it's as much as more like
0: association.
1: Yeah. And, and that's the thing is I'm really disassociated. I can really dissociate from my feelings, which kind of is a part of like a thing now that I look at that. I'm like, I mean, the people, when they let me go, didn't know that about me because I didn't know that about me. So there's no way they could have known that about me. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, oh, if I disassociate and something were to happen in which I were to have like a manic state, then like that would be like such a like bad turn, you know, um, but it it was so helpful to kind of hear that and to be like, oh, okay, like, so how do I focus on a person who, like, I believe, like, I love joy and I can deal with sadness and, like, all this. And, like, but now it's like, oh, I'm only doing surface-level feelings. How do I actually start building into my feelings? So that's kind of actually where more or less uh, we got a few weeks into in my therapy. And then I've just been trying to, like, focus on that more and more of how to – um more come to terms with my emotions uh, and not just be surface level in all of my feelings
0: is like is like the is the the next level of that growing a beard is that what happened there you look no, wiser just, you look seasoned
1: <laughs> i just like didn't shave yeah. for all no, of it, it shows. i know i'm trying to be nice
0: i'm trying to be nice Thanks. um listen what i'm trying to say is You, yeah, very good. You look, you you. look horrible. You look,
1: (laughs) you need to, you
0: need to take medicine. You're a ginger. You should not be on the sun. Landscaping is not the job for you.
1: Dude, I'm so tan for a ginger.
0: You can't really see it. Yeah. Normally I can see your bone, but now now I can actually see a layer of, of dermis. Very good. Of dermis.
1: It's just one big freckle. Really,
0: One big freckle. I am a freckle. Um, so how, so how did you, cause this is, this is what I, I, I've had. This is the fear I have lately. Like I always wanted, uh, to know what I wanted to do. And then I like, got this job and I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And now the fear is what happens if that gets taken away and what would that do to my identity? Because now it's kind of like, I'm like, Oh, I can breathe and I'm resting. And like, to a certain degree, I'm like, okay, this is, all right, I at least know, I got that big thing out of the way. I know what I'm doing. I know what I want right. to do. And now then it becomes it's the same thing. It's like, "Yeah, I want to get married. Now I get married and I'm like, "Oh, but what if my wife dies? Then what am I? Then what do I become?" So it's like, "What how did you deal with the the uh the rug of your life getting pulled from you and then bam, you're
1: you know. Yeah. I think um
0: obviously you haven't dealt with it that beard tells me that you're exactly
1: not coping <laughs> with this very I'm well. not doing well it's been um, a
0: year Kenzie
1: <laughs> you realize in the back I like have like a little altar set up that I like still preach to yeah um but like uh <laughs> no I think for me it was like okay I've lost my job but for some people, it's like, oh, I've lost my job. This sucks, and obviously, that does suck. Losing a job sucks, no matter what. But then it was, it was the realization of, oh, I lost the one career that I've kind of put all my stock into.
0: That's what I'm saying. That that that's uh, that's, that's, that's that's the truth. Right.
1: I'm sniffing around, and I think my biggest thing has also been though, like I am. This might sound super like dumb or just like, but like I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie. And so my whole aspect of like, I don't look at the fact that I got a Bible degree. I don't look at the fact that I like I went to school for it. I don't look at the fact that I got these jobs and or that I even got fired. Like, I don't see any of that as a waste of time. I look at it as like still this exciting thing because I was doing at the time, and I still believe to this day, I was doing something that I truly loved and I truly believed in. And so it's like, I think I think this would have been a lot harder of a year had I looked back and been like, what was I doing? Mm. But I haven't had that. I looked back and I was like, yeah, that's what I was doing. Like, that's what I was doing. And that's yeah. okay. And I'm just not doing it anymore, which is... It is odd, but I think like, but also now it's like, oh, I'm now doing real estate, like is kind of now my main gig more than anything. Um, It's like, okay, I want to do this. And the nice thing about real estate is like, hopefully if it goes okay, like if I'm an okay real estate agent, I will have way more financial freedom than I would have ever had as a pastor. I will, you know, like I, and, and I look at that of just like, okay, but what does it mean to still like, I, I even as a real estate agent. I have been looking at this like I still get to do very similar things whether I realized it or not in the sense of I still get to help people find community that they truly belong in and I want them to love and I get to do that even in this and, and I, I've already like, I'm talking to people and I've met people and I, I, I connected with a young family and I'm trying to help them find their first house. And like, you know, like they can't necessarily afford a lot, but it's like, okay, well let's work and let's find a place that you can love. So like your daughter can grow up and go to like a good school. And like, it, you know, it's like stuff like that. And it's like, I'm still doing, and not mini, like kind of ministry, no. but like, I'm still doing like good work and helping people and connecting with people in a way that is so much different and yet so similar to what i was doing as a pastor and i actually feel like now i get to help on a more hands-on scale than i did as a pastor because as a pastor somebody came and was like i need money i was like i can't just hand you cash or whatever and you know i still don't but now it's like i'm dealing with people like i need a house and it's like okay we can do this like we can find a place like we can we can yeah go.
0: that's that's a great point because I realized that every job I've ever had, I was a counselor. Like that's that's mm-hmm. what I would find myself doing, having exactly. those like side conversations with people and having those. Like, and that's what I enjoyed. Like that's what right. I liked. I liked giving. You know, yeah. That's a very good point. So it's like, yeah. What whatever I do, I will probably still do that.
1: Right. Whatever you do, you like for you. Whatever you do, and same with my wife whatever you do, you'll still always be a counselor. Like yeah. my wife is a youth pastor right now, but in her youth pastor, the reason why all of her students love her a lot is because she's a counselor. And yep. obviously, you know, she's not actually counseling these kids in the, in like the technical sense, but like but she is, she's listening to them. She's empathetic with them. She, you know, she is always, you know, as, as best as she can be until kids complain about each other, but like she's an unbiased third party, you know, like she's, She's hitting all those things and it's something that she has. And it's something that I know from, I was looking at the thing of like when we first talked, it's been like two and a half years that we've known each other. But even in that, like weird, huh? Isn't that nuts? Um, We completely met each other through this. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, it's like, Oh, like even in the time that I've known you, you're also very similar. You are empathetic. Like, yeah, sure. You joke with us, but that's because we love it, and that's how we all joke with each other, you know. Um, but like, you're empathetic, you're listening, and and that's the thing that I think that that I've been able to look at is sure. I am was really devastated. I am in a lot of ways still very devastated that I lost my job. But and you know, and it isn't just the like. Y- you don't have to be a pastor to be a pastor. It isn't just that. I, that is one of the things I don't really like. But it is that like I am still helping people find community i'm still able to to reach out and to love people and to like help them find the space that they need to be in and on top of that like i have been thinking about more and more what it looks like to kind of start fulfilling that need on a business sense, too, of like, oh, well, I wonder if we were to get, like, a building and almost create, like, a co-op for some people in different neighborhoods around Kansas City. Like, that's what I think of, because I drive through neighborhoods where, again, I'm helping people find cheaper houses, so I'm driving through neighborhoods that, like, they have a subway and, you know, a mini gas station, you know, it's a food desert, and I'm like, what well, I know that I wouldn't make any money if I were to put a business here that, like, sold good food. or you know or or like Mm. uh you know if we if i put a bit like a bakery here i wouldn't make any money on that but i'd be helping so many people have fresh bread or you know and and sell a price that's actually affordable for them uh or if i were to put a coffee shop here that it wouldn't just be the white suburbs of kansas city and the cool parts of you know downtown that get it but it's it's people who also want a chance to <laughs> know what a good latte tastes like. That's um, I got to
0: say, that's like – that's super – and like I believe you. Like I would – like normal – and to, to people that have my cynical worldview and might be like, okay, full of shit guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, But it's like oh, I know totally. you and I, and I believe you. And so like that's super I, – I, I really and truly had never – Considered that perspective in my my thought experiments about like if I had to go back and work X Y and Z yeah. and, and I really was focusing on like how like
1: how would you feel if straight up tomorrow you walked in and they're like hey Jed you're gone yeah. and you oh like, dude okay. and I, I think about that
0: all the time <laughs> yeah. because it's like it happens <laughs> because yeah. especially especially when the um you know the the virus thing at first I was like ah we'll be fine then I was like ah. Uh, Oh, maybe, not. <laughs> maybe, maybe not and uh so, and now i'm just like i can't i can't spend my days worrying about it so like it's right. whatever i just trust but yeah man it's mm-hmm. totally it's like and for for me the i i have to be extra diligent because if i'm not careful losing if i put all my eggs all my identity and value eggs into like my career if i lose that then my the default that is always crouching in my stomach is fuck it, just go get high and be homeless, right. like you know right. what I'm saying, and that's real, like that's that's
1: because your brain is like, isn't that funny? I think of like as, uh, all the stuff I've learned from you. I've learned from you know our community on Facebook. Uh, if you're a Patreon member, everyone should be Patreon members.
0: Um, Patreon.com/backslash.
1: Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I like, guess the thing that I learned is I think like the hardest part of looking not looking at addicts, but like in talking about addiction and for you and like, isn't it weird how your brain is, does that, right? Your brain tells mm-hmm. you, well, Jed, you can live homeless and do heroin. Mm-hmm. Like you can, cause you have, mm-hmm. you'll, and like, sure, you'll die one day, but you'll also die if you keep doing what you're, you know, and it's that like yeah. thing, but then it's also like, but then as you just said, you also have that thing in your head where you're like, but also I like in every job I do, I'm still a counselor. You know, it's like this, yeah, like weird dynamic. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm always doing this thing. I, I will mm-hmm. always have this other thing. I think that that is, I think that that is, can be really helpful because I think that that can give you a drive. And I bet like your wife, I bet John is a similar way as well of like in every and every person who has addictions, like, and not to say like, and once you find your drive, you're not addicted to anything anymore. Right, you're right, good. Right. Like that is not what I'm saying at all. I know that it is a harder process. It is disease. I get that. But like, I think that in a way, when you, when you start to go through the hard stuff and you find what makes you happy, you find that, that thing that tells you, Oh, I'm always going to be a counselor. I'm always going to help people in this way. This is what I'm, I, I'm always going to be artists. I'm going to bring joy in this way. That can kind of give you that balance you need for when you have those moments of i could just become homeless again yeah to but i don't i don't want to because i want to keep doing this thing and maybe that's still maybe what i said is still super ignorant and i apologize no, to anyone no no uh, it's what
0: i it's what i say all the time my main thing is like purpose is so like if you if you if you lose that then all mm-hmm. is lost pretty much it's like i really feel it's just it's because i have this this yeah. so attractive abort button that's always yeah. available to me that yeah. if I if I don't have um Yeah, if I don't have a purpose or something some higher purpose or some something, it's yeah. like, then that that button is just gonna start flashing and it's just yeah. like, you know, danger. <laughs> that's when it's really like and it's it's like yeah, the, the whole virus thing has been really interesting on the, the recovery community because all the meetings went online and there's been a, not yeah. as many relapses as I thought there would have been. Um, or maybe just people are just like, maybe they are, they're just not saying anything. I don't, I don't know.
1: They're waiting for a Katrina situation where they can just go up to a pharmacy and put their hand out.
0: Yeah, well, and that's the, <laughs> people, that's the other, like, this isn't, like, this hasn't really been, like, this is the, this is, like, um high stress panic inducing yeah. situations are like my bread and butter. It's like what right. I trained for my right. entire life. I've already been on a on a um a freaking respirator. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's it's like I can it's make not it. I'm, yeah, it's it's not it's not that I'm uh not scared. It's this it's it's like this is it's like it's Tuesday. Like this is really like what yeah. I'm used to. Um, yeah. Cause that's like we're This one coworker I had was like really kind of stressing out about the stuff, and there she was like, "How how are you not so stressed?" And I'm just like, "I you know it's not that I'm not; it's that I'm just used to it. It's like I don't know. It's like I kind of have lived with this level of stress for yeah. It's kind of like, hey, do you
1: know how fast your heart is beating right now? That's that's me all the time, kind of like I'm I'm gonna always there. It's Um, so you just deal with it. Yeah, I think that's I, I for me the big thing has been like. I get very upset if I can't control things that I think I should be able to control, and I kind of had accepted like, I can't control this, and as such, I'm just not. I, I'm going to do what the CDC tells me. I'm going to follow the rules. I, you know, I'm not going to go. On, I'm not going to be an idiot. But it's just like I'm not going to stress about this because if I follow the rules, then I'm going to I'm going to have done my best, whether or not I get it.
0: Yes, correct, correct. Um, spe- so oh, speaking of things that have been getting me through this, do you watch Scrubs? I
1: am. I've I have watched it all the way through. I haven't watched it in a bit though.
0: Okay. Debbie like have you heard the the um real Real Friends Fake Doctors with Zach and Donald? No. Oh my god. It's Zach Brad FaZe on are doing they're I'm watching right every now. episode of Scrubs <laughs> and doing a podcast about it. It's it I'm is so good. subscribing right yes. now. Everyone, do yourself a favor. Real friends, fake doctors with Zach and Donald. It's the best if you're a scrubs fan you have to listen to it it's so so good
1: i'm on it i'm subscribed
0: and apparently they're going through every episode (laughs) i'm so stoked for this it's dude it's so good it's so wholesome like and it's all it's so good i can't i can't i cannot preach it enough it's good stuff man i love Um, it i love it well i'm gonna go put this podcast out cool I'm gonna call it a a priest gets fired or a pastor gets fired. <laughs> a priest you know, okay? gets fired. A pastor gets fired. Or something right. like that. Call it something that. very uh very attractive. Very, very saucy. Very
1: clickbaity.
0: Very clickbaity. Um I'm gonna call it Mark Driscoll versus <laughs> Francis Chan, round but,
1: one. I found the video, I'm gonna send it to you.
0: Did you? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sweet, I wanna see that. Um, Kenzie, I love you, buddy. Uh, I love you stay too, man. safe. We'll stay in touch. Um, yes. and I'll talk to you soon. Cool.